Welcome to Last Half Full, episode 99, back here after a week's break. I'm your host, Wax, here with my co-host, as always, Bruce Keith, uh, watching the Padres, I think. I don't, I don't know. Can they clinch right now? What, what is this? Is this a decider game? Or I, I have no idea where they are right now. No, it's game three in a best of seven. Oh, shit. They're in a best of seven round. Okay. And they play every day, right? Well, they play every day that they're in the same city. It's two three two, so they played back to back games, and then yesterday was a day off, and now they're in Philly. All right, Base- baseball is weird, but uh, I don't know. I only ever watch postseason baseball. Regular season baseball is kind of kind of kind of boring, but playoff baseball pretty cool. Anyway, speaking of playoffs, uh, we were on a week's break because, uh, as as you all know, wait. Uh, it was Juju Khan here in New York over the over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Loslev came in from Austria. Jason came down from Canada. Cam came in briefly from the West Coast. All went to see League of Legends Worlds. The group stage week two. It's a good time. Ads, yeah. do you keep up with the ongoings of uh, your favorite team, T1? I did, I did. Uh, yeah. I did. What do you think? They did really well. Um... Second game, they probably should 99 out of 100 times don't win. Yeah. That just happened today. Yeah, we, we watched them. We just watched them 3 0. Uh, what is it? RNG. RNG. Yeah, COVID RNG, but, but yeah, none, RNG nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought they were good. How was um, the world's experience? I think you're the person that was on the ground, so you should tell me. Well, you weren't there today, right? <laughs> no, we just, we just, tickets are pricey, man. It's like, uh, so uh, the last time we went, we went back in like 2016, I think. And back then, what happened yeah. was it was at, it was in New York City as well, and they famously booked Madison Square Garden, but they booked the main garden, which is like I think it's like a 10k seater, and they didn't even like use the entire arena. I think they had they only had, like sold tickets on like for 8,000, but they came nowhere close to selling out, and you could easily scalp tickets for like very low. It was like I think it was like 30 bucks on certain days, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. I think like H2K versus. Uh, you guys remember H2K that way? Yeah, so... Um, you remember H2K, to, right? To get yeah, this right, H2K, the capacity is not 10,000. It's like 18,000. But they probably have okay. it set up... They don't have it set up like the way you would have it for like pro wrestling or something like that. Because they don't set right, up right. in the middle of the stage, do they? They set up on one end and they have all the seats to the other end. No, no, no. They, they, no, no. They actually set it up like a hockey rink. It was actually very interesting. Oh, like, okay. The two... The, the way they used it was really cool. Like, they set up the two booths on like either side in, in a really... It was just cool. Like it was very elaborate. They used a baseball. It's just that there's not like fifteen thousand or twelve thousand League of Legends fans in New York City, so or who want to come to New York City. So yeah. it was very easy to get tickets back then. Uh, this time they went to the uh, there's like a little theater. It's it's, more, it's a very intimate, like nice uh, music venue. I think it holds like three thousand people. It's in the basement of Madison Square Garden. The who, who down there. Yep, uh, and it's fucking well, couldn't. It was, it was just pricey, man. That's what I'm just gonna say, like, I would like to go more days, but it was actually like in demand. Like, it, it was how, actually how like, much full, full every day. Uh, so I think face the guys when they when they bought it, they they had to like you know do the uh, you know they they had, they had to get like a random ticket in line or something. I don't know how they how they sold it exactly, but I just know the guys were, were all buying tickets and uh, they you could get them for fifty. But on on the secondary secondhand market, it was like. Around like sixty to a hundred, depending on the day, and I think today's SKT versus RNG match, which was the you know marquee match of uh, of the entire like uh, round eight, there was going up to like two hundred to two fifty. So Oof. yeah, it was gonna, yeah. It was gonna yeah, it was gonna be pretty hard. I mean, basically, it was it was, it was like the price of like a legitimate sports event. 
So I think <laughs> I think they learned a lesson. You know, the, the lesson is like you know, like you know, we always laugh when the LCS does their tour. They're like in like Jacksonville and like weird ass places sometimes. Like, yeah, you, you you remember that one? Like they went, they it was like, hey, you know, like one one day we held our finals in Dallas, and then like the next play, it's in like fucking like was it Tallahassee? Maybe it was just some random city in Florida, and it was just like what yeah. the fuck. So, so I think like they're the LCS was yeah. that um it was LCS and LCS. There was something else that was in Dallas. Was it um no, maybe it was like the, Rocket League? I don't know. All Stars, All Stars, was All Stars. Oh yeah, that, that that could be it too. I'm just saying, like I'm sure, like um, they're still wrestling with like, like I I doubt they make money on this. Like how much? Even if you charge, because I feel like uh, okay, I should probably go on like a, a stub site or something like that and see like. How, who else plays this? Who else plays this uh, venue, and how much they charge? Because I'm gonna assume like like they don't charge fifty, you know, who theater tickets. Probably more, and you've also got yeah. to anticipate that that a League of Legends event also has more hours, possible hours, than a normal concert. Yeah, yeah. So you're exactly. paying it's people like, like paying security. It's good value. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Vendors. I mean, that in that way is good value because like, if you're seeing like, a sports event, it's like what two, three hours, and you pay that price. And the league events, I think the long days with tiebreakers, like they went to, the, to like almost seven hours. So it was actually pretty good. Like, value. what do you got like, to see? Let me see. Uh, that sounds like anti-value. You know, what? actually, you know what? I, so I looked up the event that's playing immediately after this, and it's Cat Williams' uh, stand-up show, and he is charging like. 85 for the cheapest tickets so it's like you know a league they, they didn't give you too much of a discount i guess if you think it's about 30 it 30 discount, and you got to think like how long is he set two hours and you're taking into account that they're paying a security venue yada yada for like but, a certain amount but but only the they, ones I'm, they, yeah i'm sure they also it, it, they get a decent discount for like booking it for such an extended period of time right but at that price i could see that Maybe they're not like doing this at a loss, right? They're probably just doing this like it's a break-even thing. They're not trying to make a lot of money, but they're not also not trying to. Like, they're not losing money either. I, I would, yeah, I would it's think. probably a break-even thing, I'd say. Right. At the some Latin point, singer, you're you're yeah. losing value though. But how long it goes? Yeah, like who who actually wants to sit there for seven hours watching League of Legends? Uh, Low Step wants to, but he he flew here, so he kind of has to squeeze value out of it. Because the rest, like, of, the rest it's, of us, it's like with uh, with like wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go to a house show because it's like an hour or two or whatever, but I would never go to a TV taping because that's like several hours. Yeah, and at that so, point, I'm just like, I I would rather just not sit through all the the downtime and stuff. Yeah, but you talk hey. to other people, you do stuff in between. You don't focusing on it. like it's not like you have to be in your seat hey. the whole seven hours. Hey, you can. You, I can go see Bill Maher stand up for fifty dollars. So maybe, maybe, uh, Riot made it. Maybe made a small profit on this. Who knows? Maybe. See, this is where right. you have to know your audience, because as just maybe. started with you talk to other people. Oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> that's, that's not happening. No, no. Assuming you so, go with the group for something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but I can. No, no. I can talk to the group that I'm with, not sitting in the venue for seven hours. Yeah, I guess okay, like, so I will also say that the venue uh, compared to like uh, you know like a outdoor an outdoor stadium like a ten you know ten k seater twenty k seater just just much more comfortable. It's easy to move around. There's like a little lobby area. You can it's just 
it's more, much more tenable to like just be there for six hours if you wanted to. I'm not saying it's a great comfort, but you know, compared to one of those, you know, like a big soccer venue or NBA venue, it is like it is more comfortable and it makes like some difference. Yeah, a new place to chill out while you play Genshin on your phone and not pay attention to what's <laughs> happening around you. Yeah, they even do free Wi-Fi, and the free Wi-Fi was was good quality too. That was pretty amazing. All right. Uh, so what was oh yeah, so I was gonna ask like so you you asked me about live experience. I want to ask you first. Um, have you been to a live like a gaming event at? Have I been to a live gaming event? Yeah, I went to um OPL. OPL finals. OPL. 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 Okay. Yeah. Was Oceanic that? Pro League. That was uh how big was it or how good was it? I mean, like how, how many people were there? Um, it was at the uh, what do you call it? The big. I think it's called the Big Dome. Mm-hmm. Sydney, uh, no, that's not it. Not the Superdome. Whatever. So like five thousand people over there. No, like, can, less, can you... less, less. Yeah, yeah I was wondering like, how, like how many two people to three thousand. I'd say two, two to okay, three thousand. Okay, that 000. sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable for like a regional tournament. That's about the size of of our venue. So, but but here's the thing, right? So the, the thing with the the league one was that they set it up. Um, I think it's all the big top, big top. Uh, is that they set it up as a event, like at at Luna Park. It was a League of Legends event as well as OPL. So like they had themed things going on. They had cosplay contests. They had like they renamed like the restaurant to be called Brom's Burgers or something like that. Like it was an entire League of Legends event at at at, uh, at an amusement park, and okay. then the amusement park also has, um, yeah. Okay, so it has a. Capacity of three thousand, but I doubt it was like set up to be three thousand. So like more like two thousand, I'd say. But like there were more people there than people who came just for the the games, right? Like other people just came to experience it. Like I know people who came with me who didn't have tickets, but came like to just experience the day, um, and then went home. All right. But yeah, I've been to that one. That was good. It was really fun, and they never did it again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just I'll give my observations. Um. One, en- crowd energy was really good. It's uh, like the venue has really good acoustics. So like, I, it's hard, you know, it's hard, sometimes it's hard to tell if a crowd actually has good energy or if you're just in a venue where they sound good. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean, right? But what, whatever combination, it was very loud inside, and uh, you know, the fans were definitely loudest for the NA team. So when the NA fi- the week we went, we went after the 09 week. We went the week when they actually started winning a couple of games. So the couple of games yeah. they won, the, the crowd was was actually quite loud, and the energy was 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 really great. So it, it did enhance the viewing. But also on the, on the other end, if it wasn't for the crowd, it would have been such a fucking shitty week of games. Like there, like the games were so bad, except the couple. Like, I think there was like one JDG versus uh, who it was it? There was like yeah. one JD. Yeah, yeah. There was one like rematch game. Like there was like one good game in like twenty plus or like what however many it was. So it's mm-hmm. just. Well, I mean, it just reminded me of like, in, you know, in sports, I think I've complained about this before, but in a lot of sports, the average game is like not that fun. Yeah. Like you, you remember the epic, you know, games that come, you know, that go down to the wire and they were really dramatic. But if you think about it over the course of like a season, the percentage of games that were actually close and interesting is like pretty low. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's and- it's why it's why I like uh, like playoff baseball more than uh, regular season regular season baseball because uh, playoff baseball tends to be closer and they, they they make a lot of like uh you know like coaching adjustments and stuff. And it's more dramatic and regular season baseball it's like whatever it's like a not it's nine one in the seventh seventh inning like you're not gonna keep watching it. 
Yeah, well, but baseball has the like ridiculous amount of games, right? As well, where it's like yeah, they're playing too. basically every yeah. day. Um, and your starters might not even play one day or so whatever. Um, yeah. So I thought I thought I thought like that that event was good. That was the final, and it was only the final. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The final games were like kind of a stomp, to be honest. But I guess yeah. for me, it was the novelty of just never having had that experience in in Australia yeah. and never having it again because <laughs> OPO promptly died. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah think, was, uh, I also went to in mm-hmm. not IEM and I went to IEM um Sydney. Mm-hmm. I think it was called IEM Sydney still. The one run by ESL. They they did one in Sydney. I went to it twice. Okay. That was good. That was that was a CSGO tournament though. That was yeah. really fun until they started kicking people out for doing shoeies. Uh of course. And of course. Uh, when you kick they... one out one person out for doing shoeies, a bunch of people promptly followed. I feel like they're they're uh, they're not respecting your culture that way. Honestly, I mean, it's, it's a lack of understanding yeah. of the Australian culture. Wax, I got to tell you a story what about what do they know of, about culture? Lack of understanding of the Australian culture. There's a, currently a rugby league World Cup mm-hmm. going on. It doesn't really matter because you know league is not uh, games played. But there are many team countries playing. But most of them are just diaspora who live in Australia, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a player got sent off and suspended for saying the word cunt. Where were, they, they, where were they playing? In England. In Australia? In England? No, in England. In England? Yeah. I, th- I thought I thought England would be okay. I don't know. Apparently that's what he got spent for. I thought I'd fuck I, me, like, cunt. You know, you know, like, you can't, like, if, oddly enough, people think that's, like, a no-no word in America. Like, that's, that's very strange. Like, I, I, like, I don't really understand why, but, like, it's, it's very commonplace why? in Australia and in uh, England, but not in Canada and the U.S., so that's very, very odd. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, you, anyway, you're you're allowed to say it's not say it on the pod because you have the accent, so people understand. Like the, the listeners know, mm-hmm. the sponsors know. Like, you're you're not Australian. You're you're just saying like a regular word. Yeah, exactly. So that was funny. Alright. Yeah, so what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I was going to say like uh, it, it may be a little bit like weirdly philosophical about the live experience because uh, because of COVID, there uh, we went the week where a bunch of teams were wiped out by COVID as well, and they were playing basically remote. Yeah, so they were well. Yeah. There was literally a match between two teams where everyone was quarantined. There was a match where we just watched the screen, and it it, it's, it's, it sort of it sort of made me like wonder like, uh, what's the the point of it in in a sense? But uh, I mean, there, there clearly is a point because like there's like a demand for this, right? Like, like people don't because obviously I, people would say, hey, that people would say the advantage of esports is you can just play it entirely online. You don't need these venues and all that stuff. But that's like not true at all because like the fans, for some reason. Like they just like being in the same room as the players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, there's I there's to, some sort of like, what, what do you call it? Is it like, is it the lizard brain? Like, what's the thing about like the the dumb human instincts? Yeah, lizard like, brain. It doesn't make any doesn't make any fucking la- like you know it doesn't make any like rational sense. But like the players really enjoy playing in front of a crowd. The crowd really enjoys just like watching a screen. The fucking the, the terrible thing about league too is that sometimes it's like stream delayed. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean, right? They mm-hmm. they do the weird thing where like they start the game before. Like the broadcast, even if you're so live, they can you, catch up, so they can right, catch up right. with replays. Right. So the thing is, like, even if you're live, you're not even watching the things happen live. Like, you're, the screen you're watching is like is uh, is riot delayed. So it's just yeah, like you can the knowledge react earlier. Do you have that where you could hear the players react to a team fight before you saw the team fight? Nah, they're not like CSGO players. And that's that's another funny culture thing. Like like uh, shooter players, like Halo players, and like um. 
uh, what is it, CSGO players, they're, they're so fucking loud after they win. They all, like, they all, like, stand up and yell. And, like, the law players, like, they just, like, they just nod and say, yep, we won. Yeah, no, but, um, what's it called? We, we, how fun is it? Um, the league yep. players, like, would react and, like, the team fight, they'd be like, yeah, or, like, fuck yeah, or, like, just saying like that in team fights when we were at, um, because you're asking event. And, yeah, 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 it's, and it's, it's, yeah. it was yeah. like, yeah, well, I know yeah. what happened in this team fight that's about to come up because I was sitting very close to the front. Um, because so, you're barbaric Aussies. Yeah. The other no thing man, was, no manners. the other thing that I wanted to say was, um, I also went to many events where it was like, have, have you, you've probably seen like them somewhere, but it's like, watch worlds at a cinema. And I did that many times. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. We, I went and watched worlds that, in cinemas. Well, that's the other, that's the other, uh, what is it? Uh, loser brain thing, like watching with other people. So I'm, you know, like being together with other people who are yelling is, is fun, right? Yeah. It's fun. And you get like cool gift bag stuff from like right people as uh, well. Um, I don't know, am I, am I, th- am I thinking too hard about this? Is, is, to think that like, people are weird, or is it just like it's, it's just part of life? No, uh, I'm also going to tell you, ask you something. Like this is this is where I was getting to this point. Uh, was Riot right? Right about what? That booths take away from the experience. Then, if you're saying all this, oh, well, the play, people want to be in the same room. Booths take away that, and they're no longer in the same room. Yeah, they're right. I mean, I mean, they, that, that they are right about. They, they're making a choice. They're, they're clearly making like an entertainment versus competitive integrity choice. So, like, I mean, they're right about that. Like, but I don't think fans disagree with that. Like, fans don't say they're wrong. Fans are just saying like we value competitive integrity more than that. Okay. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's like an argument of like whether or not like that's enhances the mood. It, do, it definitely does. It's like that's why the fight. That's why fighting games are the best. Like you know the games that have like the uh, where the fog of wars matter. Uh, yeah, oh, I think yeah, yeah. the players on the chairs in front of all the fans. Right, it, it doesn't matter because yeah, the games where like the information is real time and it's a perfect information game. It's not a imperfect information game, so like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they hear the casters. Like they don't have to wear those like giant like they don't have to wear those uh, you know big noise canceling earphones or whatever yeah. they're supposed to have, which don't work by the way. Like they like yeah, the players work, here. but yeah, like they they work ish, but they don't like they don't like really work if you know what I'm saying. So that, that's why I think like the fighting games are probably the, the, the better genre, most suited for that. Like a yeah. good fighting game, like pop off is, is much more interesting than like a league, league tournament, I think. So was it like a notable difference to you? Uh, like personally, I guess, because you the way that you started this and then you went on to further explain it, but you started it with saying there was one game where both of the teams were quarantined because of COVID. So all you were doing was staring at the screen, but the game is always on the screen. All you're ever doing is staring at the screen. Yeah. So I mean, so that's, that's what made me a little bit like weirdly philosophical about it. It's like, you know, this, this is, this is kind of weird. Did it like, so like personally though, and not just like observing other people, but like you felt the difference having the players not there on the stage uh yeah i mean like ultimately it, it didn't feel quite as like what should i say like like real but at the same time it was sort of enhanced because there's a lot of people around you cheering so like, it's a lot of factors right it's not it, just it, wasn't like, as it felt like as... a different event basically yeah, yeah like a different style of event not having the players there yeah i mean it was, it's still exciting the same way like you know ad says he goes to the theater for the viewing party right it's it, it, it was that kind of game it's still exciting in itself but mm. it does feel different when they're not on the stage 
Yeah. All right. What was I, what was I going to say? Yeah. So it, it was it was pretty cool. It's like I ended up watching a lot of league that I never would have watched because uh, I don't know. Uh, live live sports is cool. It just just is, man. I don't know. Okay. That's uh. Yeah, any any yeah, other like non league related stories from the from the weekend? Uh what else? What do you do? Okay. Uh, we went. We went to KBBQ. I fucking like it made me sad, but uh, we we did because we didn't have any ideas and we we were hungry. Like I, I hate the fact that people go to KBBQ after esports each each time. It's like overpriced as fuck, but it's convenient for a group to go. So we went. Yeah. We overpriced KBBQ. We overpriced KBBQ in K Town. How does Korean funny. barbecue work in America? What do you mean? Do you order like is it a la carte or do you have to? Or you just pay a fee and you get whatever you want. There's a lot of different types, but uh, like close to the venue, it's all like overpriced a la carte shit. Okay. Like if if you go like if you go like further out, like to like Long Island or like deeper into Queens, you can find like all you can eat places, but like there there's no, there were none in like a convenient location. Also, and then, and then we went to have hot pot one of the days. I don't know. I I feel like it was just uh, the the general Juju Con experience wasn't. It was kind of kind of what I expected. Okay, no, no funny, funny little tales. Nothing. Quid bits. Um, I mean, I, I feel like uh, all the all the tales would come from like little bit because Jason because we, you know what we should have Jason on and just ha- and ask him like next week because they had to live with the uh, Skitter and Juju and my brief experience of so I, I went there just to, to have lunch with them once. I was there once and it's like the most bachelor patty bachelor pad in the world. It's, yeah, it's I, like that's you said. It's so, fucking it's so stereotyped too it's because like uh so what so i didn't get to see any of the rooms so i only got to see like the living area living area uh there's like one one futon no furniture uh let's see. oh i mean they, they don't they do not own cups dude <laughs> they, they, they my girlfriend doesn't own spoons uh what does what, what she only chopsticks no, she just well, she has chopsticks. I assume she doesn't have spoons. I mean, she's only been here for like a month and a half. But yeah, I was like, buy some fucking spoons. She, she doesn't cook. Yeah, she have forks. I don't know how she has. Yeah. And anyway, and it, so I I was surprised that it was actually sort of clean. And then I then I later learned that they hired someone to clean the place. So yeah, like it it so it's it was just very. Also, apparently Skitter didn't tell his roommate how long the guys were staying for, or like he was supposed to tell them. And so like Losub's like, "Yeah, he'll be gone. Like, he's he's overstaying by like, like two weeks from what the, his roommate actually thought he was staying." So there's that. Generally, it just sounded very. We should just ask Jason. I feel like from what I from what I gather, uh, Skitter's living the the very disorganized bachelor life in a stereotypical way. That's a, I expected that from Skitter because he literally didn't own a desk. And I don't, and I think he still he has a desk now, but he hasn't built it yet. And no, he, in a no, he, no, he built it. He, he built it. I he built, built it. it. Okay. From what I hear, he after we we went out to worlds, he he came home drunk and he built it, and his neighbors complained about the noise. <laughs> so, so so there we go. The people who live below. So that that's what happened. From what I hear, it's okay. That, that's worth it. Honestly, y'all did it. Y'all did get a great service. Yeah. Honestly, like the 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 uh, there wasn't any crazy partying. It was, it was just like normal healthy drink. I don't, I don't want to say normal healthy drinking. I guess no no <laughs> drinking is healthy. Hey, Wax, I'm on day twenty of no drinking. Like, I mean, good good for you. You you feel different now? No, I don't. 
I feel worse. You, you probably, yeah, you probably feel worse. <laughs> All right. But I think we're at the point where I think I've proven my point. So yeah, yeah. you know what? Know. Let's let's do part two of this with, with Jason next week because I feel like he can tell us some like good stories of like being in the Juju house because because like okay. honestly I, I I didn't really the, the way that schedule worked out is we went we went to Worlds for like six hours a day and had dinner and that's like a big like eight hour block and I didn't really want to hang out with people after that or for no, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright, you're gonna go on to our first topic of the day or second topic, or is this was the topic? Uh let's just do like a little brief uh Kanye pop because like I feel, so two weeks ago we did the, the Kanye thing. Uh we, we talked about Kanye's a like, concurrent meltdown and that that did not uh age particularly well, I feel like. Because it got immediately got like got way worse like, like the next it day. Did. Very literally the next time. day. And and I feel and I feel funny because I also said like Okay, so this article allegedly says he said some anti-Semitic things. I didn't look into it, so we'll just follow. I just sort of glanced over it, and then it immediately became the center of um, the center of his current uh, current struggles. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me see what happened there. Since we last left off two weeks ago, he made a tweet saying he would go DefCon three on on the Jews, and, I, and I'm assuming he means that he he meant DefCon, but whatever. Yeah. Do you think it's funny when like a when a person who is like allegedly a poet and wordsmith doesn't know like basic English stuff? What do you mean? Kanye literally wrote his most favorite famous line is three hundred like the Romans. <laughs> wait, wait, wait what, what what song is that in? Keep, well, that's black skinhead. Black skinhead. Okay, you know it, it's funny yeah. because uh because like the whole the whole line. Let me let me find the whole line. It's it's, it's like. I keep it 300. Uh, yeah, he's at four in the morning and I'm zoning. I think I'm possessed. It's an omen. I keep it 300 like the Romans. 300 bitches were the Trojans. That's a great line. I think, you know what? You know, no, no, no. In that context, he's, he, it makes sense. Like, it, it doesn't, I don't think that necessarily proves that he doesn't know about like ancient Mediterranean history. I think he was just like using a bunch of stuff from that era. Mm-hmm. You know, I I see. He's, he, he's just a big fan of the Aegean. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, so, um, all right. So, uh, quick, quick, quick update. So he, he makes the. Uh, uh, so what did we stop off on? He he got banned off of Instagram. If he went on Twitter, then he got banned from Twitter. I think he got banned from Twitter in the meanwhile because of the DeathCon three tweet, uh, and then uh, he bought Parler, or he says he's going to buy the. <laughs> because he got banned from every social media network, he, now he says he's going to buy the conservative social media company parlor which was already failing horrendously from from everything i heard so he's gonna be tricked into buying that it seems like oh uh, what else did he do uh he allegedly did he go on some more shows i, I apparently like there was like he was going to go on one of like lebron's shows but they decided not to show it because he was being too racist or something like that i think so but he went on drink champs which he got the, which got removed is that uh yeah. yes the shop did yeah, not hear the interview um right. and drink champs basically that's... just let kanye go off and say whatever they he wanted um which i felt was the shop did did the right thing there the shop did the right thing drink champs I... did the thing where it's like you know what we're gonna pretend that like we can't do anything about what he says live but we'll still milk the views and the attention and then just delete the uh the, the vod because and pretend to be accountable i mean that, that that's yeah. pretty cynical shit that's some pretty cynical shit but whatever that's that's media <clears throat> And then, uh, so, 
so I think the latest thing that happened today was Balenciaga. They cut ties with him, but I don't think he had a big uh, deal with him, did they? Did he even have a deal with him? Or was it just like general, like, oh, it's a, it's like when he said about Gaga. <laughs> She's the creative director. Balenciaga can't. It was, what was the, I didn't know. That. I know, like, he cut yeah. ties with, with um, Gap. What happened? with What was he on? Well, I mean, he was unhappy with him anyway from, from, for, like, business reasons, wasn't he? Oh, okay, so there was a Yeezy Gap thing. Does Balenciaga own Gap? Is that what, what is it? No, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Okay, he... Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. He collaborated with Balenciaga for the Yeezy Gap thing. So that, that's that's what happened. Oh, okay, so they did a now, Yeezy Gap Balenciaga. Yeah, but the thing is, apparently, this deal was out the door anyway, so it was, it was very like this. This was probably never going to end anyway. So it's kind of hated this one, anyways, because they over yeah. like he wanted it to be super cheap, and then he yeah like, yeah broke the deal for that. Anyways, yeah, yeah. this one was all, yeah, this one was always going to end. So this is very easy. Balenciaga. I didn't. Did you like get many of the quotes from that interview? Oh, uh, which one? <laughs> the drink champs one. That was the worst one yeah. by far. You, no, no, quotes, I, I, he said the Jewish media 5,000 times. That's literally every quote from my <laughs> podcast is him talking about the Jewish media conspiracies. Yeah, he also it's did just... the George Floyd one. And he also said Oh, right. Something. I freaking forgot that. Yeah, and he got sued by the family of George Floyd for saying, like, yeah. what is it? The, did he, say, he said the police didn't kill him? Yeah. yeah he, he said that he died from a fentanyl overdose and the knee wasn't even on his neck, and that's not why he died. He's, he's right, basically right, just parroting, like, every white supremacist Candace Owens take yeah. that he possibly can. And doesn't Candace Owens' yeah. husband own or used to own Carla? Carla? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like so that. Big. They're, like, friends now or some something like that. So yeah. Yeah, she's, she's basically just, like, whispering in his ear, and he's going out there okay. in his mentally unstable state to oh, oh she's, she's like uh she says. She's like Grima Wormtongue from uh, Lord, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. Theoden King. Okay. The, the, and, best, uh, the best tweet that I saw in response to this was uh, y'all said Kanye needed a black woman to save him and manifested Candace Owens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Uh, there are so many funny, like, old Kanye I can't make the obvious joke here, but whatever. There's so many funny like old Kanye lyrics where he talks about like a black guy getting with a white woman and what happens and then he, and he's like oh, you know there's so many funny but anyway the, the that and he also said something like along the lines of I want um, and I'm paraphrasing here I want uh, Jewish kids um, to ask their dad why does why does why is Kanye angry at us why does he hate I don't know if he said the word hate I'll say angry because I'm not sure. Um, why is Kanye angry at us? Stuff like that. I was just yeah. like, what the f-? Right. He also uh, dropped off a, a box of like White Lives Matter shirts at like a homeless shelter or like some sort of like uh, some, something something of that sort. So I don't know if he did it or someone minor, else did it. Minor twist of uh, you know drama. Uh, and oh, th- West and today. West told uh, West told President Joe Biden that uh, sorry West told Piers Morgan that President Joe Biden is fucking. R word for not taking advice from Elon Musk. 
and said he can use the term because he has mental health issues. <laughs> uh, that's, 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 that's very unintentionally funny. You know I'm Pierce Morgan? I, I, um, I guess like I guess anyone who's doing the show will take him. He's doing the fucking runs. God damn. I mean, God, me, me, media is a... I guess no one ever claimed that media was a scriptless business, so... All right, so that's where we're at today. Like, uh, it, it could go anywhere. It could get crazier. Uh, the, the one update I, want, I wanted to share, or at least a little bit of news I learned, is that I had no idea that the Yeezy brand was like 10% of Adidas' revenue, according to analysts. Like, it's not like public information, but like whatever. And, and some analysts uh, in the Washington Post said that's 10%, which is like crazy. I had no fucking idea that it, it, it was worth so much money. I mean, the Yeezy brand, uh, just the Yeezy part of Adidas, not only like... But Kanye basically legitimized um, the problem with Adidas is the fact that like N- Nike just owns hype, like it just owns and and is, and is able to manufacture its own hype, like just just yeah. in its own existence. Like yeah. like you saw you saw that with like the Jordans are the Jordans, right? They're they're ta- they're tied yeah. to somebody, right? That's different. Yeah. Um, a ta- so have a sh- have a shoe that's tied to somebody is yeah. different. But like mm-hmm. Nike can like manufacture dunks to be the next type thing just because they're Nike, right? And Adidas it's like Adidas could have gone, Adidas could have gone the way of Reebok and Puma and just not been a thing anymore, right? Like there was there was a time and age when those companies made shoes people cared about, and that is not a thing. And, yeah. and you're saying that like uh, maybe not single handedly, but he did help like keep make you know keep them cool. I mean, Kanye not only like made Yeezy's cool. He before that he made Ultraboost cool, and Ultraboost and really? NMDs. Uh, yeah, he was the person who was oh. wearing the creams, and the creams were selling for like three thousand dollars because he wore them, mm. and they were like so limited edition. And like, he made Ultraboost cool, and then he made NMDs cool, and Ultraboost NMDs were like Adidas's stock standard that were like making ridiculous amounts of money at a certain point. So no they still, yeah. Um, NMDs kind of fell off and Ultraboost are like basically casual like everyday shoes now um, but like then you got Yeezy and yes. like whole Yeezy casual ones. everyday $160 shoes 350 V2s I mean you get them on sale for like 100 bucks but yeah eh. um, and then yeah and then obviously Yeezy but also like the fact that like a lot of a lot of like so, so Adidas has its, its like standard like what do you call iconic shoes you know like the Stan Smiths the Gazelles um what do you call the the toe ones the toe box ones yeah. what, are they, what are they called i have no idea what you mean the I'm not, I'm not ones that run run dmc wall fuck i don't know anyway uh superstars superstars that's it yeah so okay. there's like the traditional shoes that like have always been like a stock standard but like it's it's like how many people could have like named an Adidas like sneaker not many people whereas everyone could yeah. name like a lot of Nike sneakers N- now it's shifted again Nike's like king and it's not even close anymore again right but the fact yeah. that Kanye's shoe brand not only like legitimized Adidas but then they basically ripped off like Yeezy shoes and like mass produced them mm-hmm. in like almost every single scenario and those like sold very well and became their iconic shoes that was like that has inherent value even if it's like not directly from Kanye yeah. So apparently, apparently, like if I had to guess, like nothing's gonna happen with this, right? Like, like Adidas can't do anything. Uh, like, like 
if they were concerned about moral things, like, like they would have pulled out of China or some crap, but whatever. Like they're I not mean, gonna do it's, it's, it's too much money. They're not, they're gonna I, do I zero feel like thing. they would have pulled some out. But the thing is, like Kanye is way more in with them than with anyone else. And as far as Kanye's always ever said, he owns the entire Yeezy brand. As far as he said, we don't know if that's true, but he apparently owns the Yeezy brand. Like one hundred. Um, according to, so this, I'm just going by like the one Washington Post like article I read, which went on a deep dive of this, and they seem to say that it's like it'd be very unusual if Adidas didn't own all of the rights because that's like an industry standard deal. So like when Kanye says like they stole his designs, that's sort of him speaking from like just like a you know not not literally in a terms like I like a legal way, but in sort of like artistic way, right? But I think. Mm-hmm. People in the industry seem to believe like there's no way that he actually owns these like you know these designs like the the way the industry works like no one would ever sign a contract where they don't like own everything he makes for them. Um, Which is probably why he's like very that's probably why he's angry with them like it probably was a, it probably seemed like a good idea at the time and like now he's that's why he's like he he feels like hey I made this like why don't I own it and they're like it's the law man that you signed the contract like I, I, that's probably what's going on um, behind the scenes. Um, so he he owns the brand Yeezy. But in terms mm-hmm. of the shoes that are made and designs, probably like yeah, yeah, it is and, and apparently he earns a fifteen percent royalties deal with them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just think it'll be just be an uncomfortable thing for Adidas, but they're not going to do anything about it because corporations never do anything about this kind of thing. So and uh, they're also like recently put out some corporate guidance saying their shareholder saying that yeah, we're gonna we're not doing well, we're not selling a, we're not selling a lot of stuff, we're gonna lose money. So they're in a situation where they're already business is already bad. Uh, probably headed, maybe headed into recession. I mean, like they, they, they can't afford to like lose more money on top of that. So they're, they're just going to keep them business with them. And the real question is, you think like people will stop buying stuff because of this? Mm, no. Like, no, right? Yeah, no. Like, uh, what, 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 what is it? Like, if if like every every even if like every single Jewish person boycotted his stuff, like I don't think that's like what is what's what's the number people give? It's like thirty million. I forget how many like Jewish people in the world, but whatever. It's 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 not. Kanye's it, Jewish. It's so not. He can't buy okay. his stuff. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, like, do we want to include all black people according to Kanye's logic? Yeah. yeah then then the, then the number goes up quite a bit, but. Uh... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's I, I just can't see a way where, where it's, like, people care enough about this to, like, affect the bottom line. It, it'll just continue to be a thing. If the products are good, then, you know, this I this easy partnership will keep going on. Unless he gets angry with them and just break. That's probably what they're, what they're, they're praying for, right? That, that he just gets angry enough with them that, that uh, he breaks he, it off in a way. He, he where, and, he takes, and he takes a loss. Like, he's, he's angry enough to, like, get out of the contract in a way that, you know, gives them some monetary benefit. They're, they're probably just praying for that. Maybe, yeah. All right, so that's that's my prediction. Probably not a bold prediction at all, but it's probably how to go. I mean, the 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 biggest thing like that people will say like Kanye yada yada, you know, like you can't keep blaming the mental illness thing. And you're right, you can't. Like he has enough money where like he can put the best like things to help himself. Um, and it's like just you know, I don't know if he wants to does that like he wants to. Um, but like I, the thing that I remembered was, um, did you watch the Kanye documentary on Netflix? Nah, the, the one like his, the one he he fought over, he like he endorsed, 14. then he dis, then he disavowed, then he endorsed, then disavowed again. I don't, I don't know what he ever ended up in. in I think he just he wanted, um, he, I don't know, he wanted, he wanted final cut. 
Yeah. Like oh. he wanted the final like final editing rights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why? So what does he say in there? Um, nothing really. Like it mainly focuses on like early stage Kanye because they like drift apart towards the end and then they reconnect like a little bit later. Um, a lot later. So it misses like basically it's like up to eight oh eight and heart just before eight oh eight and heartbreak and they okay. like as soon as Kanye's mum dies it kinda like splits. Um but like in the last bit, like he goes and talks to his dad, whatever. Um and then like there's there's one part where there's there's somewhere in the fucking Bahamas. I don't know where the fuck they are. Um and he's talking to like these investors and it's clear, like it's so clear. And Cootie says this, I don't know, like to make himself look better or but he shows a clip of like a little bit of the conversation. And it's clear he's just fucking like he's off his head. Like he's, he's not like he's not cognizant, like he's not making any sense. His sentences don't like line up and stuff like that. Um and then Cootie says something like, I didn't want to like I didn't want to record him in that state. And by the way, at this point, he's talking like real estate agents to like buy like probably millions of dollars worth of property from them. Um in that state and i'm just like yeah i don't know all right uh ads are you do you want to revise your assessment from last week because from last week you led me to believe that uh despite Standard the, kanye well yeah i mean like obviously obviously the baseline for kanye is like it's a uh, very uh very weird but you, you seem to say that this is not like this particular breakdown isn't particularly bad compared to like what he's always doing do you want to revise that or, or do you still yeah think i'm probably gonna revise it <laughs> Probably gonna revise it. I mean, when I when I had said that, it was mainly just the um, the anti-fashion industry stuff that was happening. That was that's what yeah. I was like focusing on. Um, and then you know, kind of, kind of went off the deep end on that one. And I don't think there's any. This is pretty bad. Probably top top. Yeah. Definitely hit the top three, if not five, <laughs> top one. Yeah, like this, this could actually be like a, a significant like career inflection point. Like where he goes from here, who the fuck knows. Yeah, well, he'll be welcome back on Elon Musk's Twitter. So, exactly. Why did he just wait it out? Uh, I can't believe he, he. I can't believe Candace talked him into like buying his, his her husband's company. Just, just, just wait it out, Kanye man. Just, just wait it out. Your friend Elon will let you back on Twitter. Just gotta wait till November. But he, he couldn't wait a couple of weeks. He couldn't. Although now, although now people are telling me that the Elon thing won't, won't it actually won't go through. So I'm like, what? I mean, that, well, that it's, entire it's weird. Like, won't, whatever. I know, it's like, I know. It will. It has to go through. Twitter need Elon. I don't know. Business business is weird. I have no fucking idea. Like business business media and how that shit works. Like people are saying, like he he committed to buying it, but he actually doesn't. Like, it's like what the fuck, man. Like, I have no idea how this shit works. Anyway, no, no, no. Well, I mean, like Keith is cheering for Elon to buy Twitter so he can kill it, so Twitter will finally be dead. So I mean, definitely Keith is cheering for this that outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I want Elon to kill twitter fire all the staff and just sell the brand to trump is <laughs> what i'm we, hoping for and then everyone will leave twitter and they'll they'll live better lives yeah so but for as far as kanye goes i feel like what actually i don't know if he's actually working on anything because like donda just happened but he just needs to drop like a trash album he just did donda too yeah but like like an actual trash album. He didn't really drop on two. I don't even know if it's still on his website. Like a, an album so trash that, like Jesus is king. So, so people right now are like, Kanye is bad, and what he's doing is bad. 
but the music is still fire like old kanye mid like middle era kanye and like people just like glance over like recent kanye but just drop like if if in this state he just drops like the worst album of all time that'll like then he's done man's literally put i am the glove glove monster glove something on our actual fucking track that was really funny though but he also had charles manson on that which made it not so funny wait wait what, what are you saying if he drops the uh like the worst album of all time i mean he's done as like a public figure is that what you're saying I've, he, no like people are people will be done with him like all the people still making excuses at this point they'll be like okay there's so nothing saying, left so you want that that but you're, you're cheering yes. for the outcome so i, I want just get... i want kanye to fall off just get out of our lives with mostly so he like because on the path he, he's spiraling so hard right now that there's like there's no shot that he's gonna like flip a switch and like have an epiphany that he's spiraling and like needs to be yeah. on meds or whatever right i mean so that, just like that's past that moment past he has to just multiple times i need him to just spiral so far that he just drops like the worst album ever and everybody is just like all right we're done okay so for everyone else so he's he's beyond salvaging for everyone else's sake he just needs to drop the worst album ever so he just forget about him yeah because i feel like if, as long as he's not so so the way that i like i see this going is like he'll just he's gonna keep saying and like the craziest shit and just be, like keep being platformed to say it um but people can just ignore it and like n- nobody will defend him or anything like that like well most people won't defend him but like it'll just be like ignored and like the Yeezy brand will still go on and like all this stuff. Like you were saying, like if the, if the products are still fine, people will keep buying it or whatever. But like, if he actually just start like totally spirals where like, he's just putting out garbage, then like the worst thing that could happen is him spiraling and dropping like the greatest album of all time. Like that would be the, the absolute worst outcome. Or him dropping like a fashion line or something that just like changes the world, right? Like I like I don't want anything. I don't want any good products to come out of this. Basically, I just want trash coming out of this. Yeah, I mean it's just hard when like you can like give as many excuses as you want, but like it's happened like multiple times over the past like five years and you just really think it can't get any worse somehow it does manage to get fucking worse yeah well i'm glad that skt is doing good because at least like one of your fandoms isn't going down in flames like <laughs> you're not doing... hey can you can you tell me who else you're cheering for so so we have the uh the the eels eels got fucked uh, Manchester, Manchester United. United. A, they won <laughs> last weekend, but yeah, they kind of suck. Yeah, but they're, they're like a perpetual state of fuckery for the last, like, I don't even know. 10 years. Like, how many years is it now? Jesus. Last, so, last uh, EPL we won was 2013 or 2012. So basically, like, they, they've been in this, like, just sucky purgatory for, like, mo- most of your fandom, actually. It was, it was like a very short, like, happy period at the start of your fandom where they were good now, by this point. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kanye, your favorite artist? Wait, is your favorite artist? I, I, I don't know if that's official. Probably, yeah. All right, your favorite artist is going insane. Who else, who else are you a fan of? We, 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 we got to get this down. Okay, don't even... We're not doing this uh, because we will protect uh, Haley Williams at all costs. <laughs> She's an unproblematic queen. Yeah, except for when she... Uh, you know, like, got a guy to cheat on his girlfriend or wife. I can't remember what the situation was. And then he cheated on her. But she got a really good line about that. I was the other girl first. That was a really good line. I like that one. I was hey. the other woman first. That's that's just that's just like every other week in France. No, 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 no one gives a shit about that. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't want to say anyone else. I mean, most of my heroes <laughs> are dead now, so. <laughs> because of you or, or prior, prior to you? I mean, some of them were alive when I was alive, yeah. But a lot of them are dead. But like, you know what? Wait. We... Will you consider it a win if uh, SKT reaches the finals and loses? Like no. with the Eels, like like what, what? How did you feel about the Eels reaching the finals and losing? Was that worse than that not reaching the finals at all? Yeah, I would rather have lost. What what's the what's the uh, highest degree of success you can reach and you feel okay with it losing? Like at what point does it become the expectations are too high and then it just feels crushing when they lose? Is it like round of four, round of eight? Like how far? It's just how much hope you believe that they can actually win. So like with with the eels, I was so unsh- I was so sure that they would lose the whole time mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I always had that. But then the more they won, like the more like the balance tipped the scale. With T one, I feel like they have to win. Like I I really do think this is like Faker's like last hurrah. So right now, like, any result besides them winning is going to be crushing to you. So you're you're yeah. just you're just setting yourself up for like to burn. Their they ha- like they ha- they have to win. Right. You, you you do it to yourself, man. So how do you feel about Fusi's tweets? I don't know. I don't check Twitter. He said that the T1 fan base deserves nothing and that if Korea wins, it's fine, but it can't be T1. He says that? Yeah, that's what he tweeted. Like, I, what, is he saying that for a reason? Uh, is he referencing something? I don't know. Because the T1 fan base is trash i don't know don't ask me mm-hmm. he said listen lck can be the best region again but i simply ask one thing and that it's not t1 nothing against the gamers themselves but the t1 fan base simply deserves nothing mm, i mean is he talking to like true 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 red-blooded t1 fans like like uh like ads or is he talking to like the the johnny come lately i guess wait, wait does t1 still have like johnny come lately fans nobody watches nobody knew watches league yeah, I get. It. I mean, T one fans are. Oh, you know, maybe he's talking to like the Korean fans who just like fucking like harass teammates and then trucks. You know, it's. I think that's what he's talking about. Like the super like toxic Korean fans who just like who are never happy and they basically harass the front office and the players all the fucking time. Like I can see from that point. Like, like, like if, if you're gonna be like that shitty, you don't you don't deserve the success. But I think like you know most of the fans are like reasonable. I think it's just people who are just haters because T one won a lot. Um and they're like, well, let someone else new win. Fuck no, fuck that. We're on dynasty, motherfuckers. But if you're if you're someone who's like who was like fire Bengi and they win, like, like you you kind of don't deserve it. You know what I mean? But Bengi's there. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were someone who was like fire Bengi or like some like a fucking like replace, or you like someone who was going like replace Kumayushi after he had a bad MSI, 
and then they win with him. Like mm-hmm. then, then that case, you, you sort yeah. of deserve less. You yeah. Deserve, well, well, I mean, well, the fans wanted Bengi though. They wanted Bengi. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like we, we can't like we can't like make a machine that takes away your joy. But in, in a just world, we will be able to. I think the biggest hate towards T1 the whole Theol um <laughs> trucks was the fact that they wanted an ex pro player to be coach head right. coach. That was like the big oh, thing no, no. that they wanted. I'm sure there were other. Well, like... No, no, it's, well, this is just an example. I'm just saying, like, uh, if, if you were one of the fans who was just shitting on the team after MSI in the summer, and like you're like, because Kumis had a bad tournament, remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, if you're like one of those people who was like, oh, you know, like bring Teddy back, or I don't know if people were saying that, but probably not. But if you're one of the people who was like just shitting on the team all the time and like uh, they win, I, I feel like uh, it's uh, you, you deserve to, to take some shit there. Yeah, so that's fair. Alright. Well, okay, I think we, uh, we have to call it early. I got some things to do before the dentist. Yeah, yeah. Hope it goes well. I hope it goes well for SKT for for your sake. Actually, you know what? I, well, I, mean, I hate SKT, so I mean, <laughs> so you were defending I, I, them I, against Fuzzy, and then you just joined him. You just turned heel. I mean, no one deserves half fans like that. Even though I want them to lose, like I want them to lose, but I don't want I don't want them to like like suffer like terrible abuse from their fans. I mean, it's it's different degrees. You can, like <laughs> not like a team, and, they, and also like, like hope that people are, are decent to them. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right. Let's, let's songs of the week. All right, uh, gonna I'm gonna go back to Radiohead's. Is this from the Benz album? This is the one that you, you're is. listening to. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Radiohead's "Just from the Benz." I was already had recently. Wait, is yeah, my iron would... on? I'm gonna look it up. All right. Uh, yeah, it is from the bends. That small detail didn't matter at all, but I looked it up. Okay. Yep. Any any statements? Any words about it? Uh, it it just uh because I, I was reminded of like uh, the way you're just torturing yourself because the lyric in the song is you do it to yourself and that's why it really hurts. I was like, oh yeah, that, that that's that's perfectly ads. Like, he just sets himself up for like for such pain by putting his hopes in his sports teams that inevitably let him down. Yep, fair enough. Uh, I'll go next while producer Keith finds his song. My song is from Freddie Gibbs' new album, Soul Sold Separately with all the S's, spelt with dollar signs. Um, and it's called Zipper Bags. It's a decent little little bop from Freddie Gibbs. The, the thing that just impresses me so much about Freddie Gibbs is the fact that his flow is so effortless um, and unique at the same time. Like there, there are many like rappers who have like like easy flows to like replicate. Um, Freddie Gibbs is not one of those. I think his flow is entirely unique. And the other thing with like very unique flows is a lot of the time they can feel like they're trying too hard. That's never the case with Freddie Gibbs. I'm sure I've put a Freddie Gibbs recommendation before and said the same thing about Freddie Gibbs. It will always be true, and it's true on this album as well. He's had a bunch of albums where he's like, they're, they're, I guess they're him, only him rapping all like those features, but it's all like being produced by one like producer, whether it be you know The Alchemist or he had another one, I can't remember with who. Um, uh, like Pinyam Madlib, yeah. Um, but this is like one of the... F- First in like a couple of years where it's been, you know, him at the wheel. He obviously he's had producers, but he's chosen the producers. He's chosen the beats. It's not just been another one producer running the whole show on, on the beat side. And then, yeah, it was, it was good, refreshing to see more beat diversity because the, there, there was beat diversity in his other albums, but 
this one's like beat diversity in terms of uh, different approaches to beats. It was, it was good. It was a good album. And yeah, the song's called Zipper Bags by Freddie Gibbs. And also on this album, just to mention, there is also a hilarious track where it's Freddie Gibbs and and Pusha T on Gold Rings. I probably should recommend that one. But Gold Rings as well, listen to that one. It's funny when you get the two guys who just rap about cocaine on the same track. It's just hilarious. Pats, can I ask you a question? Even though you said that you have to go. Uh, is, is your girlfriend really into music? No. Okay. Do you bother her with rants a lot? With rants? Yes, with, with you just, just your general ramblings about music. Do you, do you, do you just yeah, do this I do. all the time? Yeah. Okay. Just so I, so I want to make sure it's, it's not it's not us, not just us. And I, I also like told her this thing, and now I'm like, do you even know who I'm talking about? And she's like, no. She doesn't <laughs> no, literally know hip hop artists. Did you do this to your like your 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 parents and your brother? No, I don't talk to either of them. Okay. You, you, <laughs> I would rant about other things. I feel I feel like you're missing your calling by like teaching Japan. You should really just try to be like a pitch writer. Anyway, Keith. All right, there's probably other songs that I should recommend, but I was gonna do this one uh, last week, so I've I've just been waiting to do it. Uh, it's the greatest song of all time. Um, I'm gonna recommend uh, "Poland" by Little Yachty. <laughs> of course, it's truly uh, a game changer. I just know yeah. it trended on Twitter for some reason for like a couple of days, and I was like, "What's, what's yeah, going on?" Yeah, it's incredible. He even got the prime minister or something of Poland, like the prime minister's <laughs> office from Poland to yeah. get him to contact him to like fly out to Poland to celebrate the, the song or something like that. It's going it's to bring world peace. Isn't the song about doing like, criminal things in Poland? Uh, it's about taking uh, like lean to Poland. Walk, walk lean, right? It's like the same mm-hmm. thing to Poland. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it it's hilarious uh, because of that. I didn't know he got that part. I didn't know that that, that part about being able to go to Poland to celebrate it. Yeah, it was something right. like the the prime can, minister. You can get the his... prime minister to do uh, to, to do some lean together. <laughs> his manager or something video? like that to like get him out there is... to celebrate the song. Wait, lean isn't illegal, right? It's uh, it's not it's illegal. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. I mean, it's just um cough syrup just... and sprite. Right. So it's not it's not illegal. It's like. People will just say, "Don't do it." Do people say, "Don't do it"? Like, I have no fucking idea. Do people have anything against you, it? You should not guzzle cough syrup. No, that's very bad for you. And yeah, it's very addictive. Um, okay, so, so it's it's, it's a, very easy to overdose. You know, this this sounds sort of just like smoking and alcohol. You know, it's just like you know what? There's no law against it, but just, but we the doctors say just try to do it too much, but we can't stop you really. But we actually can't stop you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that is it for a short little one. I apologize. Maybe next week we'll do it longer. Next week I'm in Tokyo, so we'll have to do a uh, Sunday. One. Oh, we'll figure well, it out. Um, which we'll try to get Jason on for a uh, just a, yeah, a yeah. breakdown on the Juju House. Mm-hmm. Juju House unchained or uncovered. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's episode one hundred as well. So we got to have Jason on. Um, thank you for listening to Wax How Four. If you would like to support our trip to Poland, so that we can also take a walk to Poland. Um, then you can support us at www.coffee.com slash the jujus. 
or you can support us monetarily. But even if you don't, even if you just listen to my ramblings about music every single weekend, almost every single week, then that's good enough for me. I don't know about Wax and Keith, but it's good enough for me. I told my girlfriend today, it's okay if you don't hear me. I just want to talk. And she's okay with that, so that's good. All right, peace.